Your Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I'll do this every single week. Some of you may know, but I've been on a health and fitness crusade for quite a while. In fact, I, I weighed myself this morning and realized that since the middle of March last year, I am now down 43 pounds about that. Uh, I had some medical issues earlier this year, which put me in the hospital, and I wasn't strong enough to resume my exercise routine until about two months ago. So since March 31st, I've lost seven of those pounds. I am really excited. And... And there are three things that I did to make it happen in case any of you are wondering. Number one, I'm eating a lot better, which means I'm focusing on more protein, eating less carbs, and eating less fat. Number two, I have given up soda. I have not had soda since March 31st. I'm drinking water and lemonade and occasionally Gatorade, but nothing carbonated at all. And finally, I've exercised for a minimum of 30 minutes every single day since March 30th. So I've exercised every day for over five straight weeks. And, you know, it, it's great. Even if it's just a walk around the neighborhood, even if it's just cardio, it's all about pumping up your heart rate and staying in motion because that will burn calories for longer than your workout lasted. So those are the three things that I've been doing to make this happen, eating better, giving up soda, exercising every firewood. After spending a successful decade in the radio industry, a series of life decisions led him to shift gears from speaking to an empty studio to speaking to hundreds of faces from a stage as a comedian and a speaker. Blending humor and motivation, Steve's programs directly deliver from his heart and soul with frequent trips to the humor bank along the way. His message has been well-received by sales teams, managers, and leadership audiences across the country as it targets the sweet spot between personal and professional aspirations. Steve's credo, that which doesn't kill me is going to give me a heck of a story to share from the stage, has already guided him from hitting golf balls in a thunderstorm, his first solo skydive, leaving off a 108-story building, and plunging into the ice-cold Atlantic Ocean to raise money for charity. In his journey as an entrepreneur, award-winning Toastmaster, and member of the National Speakers Association, Steve remains a student of life at heart. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. With all this in mind, here is my guest, Steve Gamlin. Steve, are you here? I am. Hello, Brian. Hello. Welcome to the show. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you on, sir. It's a pleasure for me as well. I'm drinking some Gatorade and eating uh, some Triscuits here. I'm glad it wasn't root beer and a bag of pork rinds. Right. There you go. So here's the first question that I ask everybody, Steve. Tell us a little bit about your background, your backstory. How did you get from where you are to where you are right now? I know there's a lot of things we can talk about here. Sure. Uh, I was a pretty outgoing kid. I love to make people laugh. And then when I got around the teenage years, of course, you get self-conscious. And I went to a school that 99% of my friends didn't go to. And I started to get really shy and kind of quiet and withdrawn. And a, uh, a little incident during the seventh grade spelling bee embarrassed me half to death. So I didn't raise my hand from seventh grade 
till about the end of college. And I was just kind of shy and withdrawn. And a couple of years later, I decided to finally follow my dream after a friend kicked me in the butt hard enough to get on the radio. And that was a decade long. And that really unlocked me wanting to communicate with people and just to share myself from a very real place. Because I was a terrible DJ. I did not have a good radio voice at all. But uh, did that for 10 years and then decided to get away from that and kind of go back to my roots and just share myself and try to make people laugh. Became a stand-up comic and now for nine years a professional speaker. That's great. So you said you didn't have a very good radio voice. How does one survive in any industry without perceiving that they're good at it? I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. How, how, did you, how did you make it that long if apparently somebody thought you were good? <laughs> Thank you. You know, I was I was on air a little bit in the early years. I was a morning show producer, so I was the person who was more behind the scenes making things happen. Mm. And the few times that they would ask me to speak on the radio, I would try to adopt a radio voice. And I would try to say things like, well, it, yes, it's very nice out there today. Mm-hmm. It, I just didn't like how that felt because that wasn't me being authentic. And eventually one day I had to go on the air because our morning guy uh, quit. And I told my boss, I can do it. I've been doing this for years. And he didn't know that I'd never really been on the air to carry an entire show. Mm. And I just decided I was just going to be me and say, hey, Big 101.5, this is Steve. Yeah, I might not be a great DJ, but if you can tolerate me for 45 seconds, you're going to hear a really great song. So hang in there. And that's pretty much how it started. That's really great. So... (laughs) You decided after 10 years to get away from radio because you were discovering change and passion? Well, really, it started off as just I was very, very burned out. I did about 15 years worth of hours in 10 years. Just physically, mentally, emotionally, I was absolutely fried. And really, without even having another full-time job, I just walked away, Mm. which not coincidentally, about within a year or so, um, ended my first marriage and divorce. We had stopped communicating. So in a very short period of time, I left a successful career, went through a divorce, and found myself $65,000 in debt with nowhere to live to call my own. And at age 35, basically crawled home to live with family and figure out how I was going to just pick up the pieces and put my life back together. Mm. Wow. So then, then what happened? Was comedy part of your routine while you were doing radio, or was that a separate career for you entirely? It was separate. Uh, at that time, it was summer of 2003 when, I, when it all kind of fell apart, and the final stages of it fell apart. And I just remember going to a, a golf driving range one day, and I'm not a golfer at all. I just I would take the last $3 in my pocket and just get a big bucket of golf balls. And each time I swung and hit one, it was just something that was aggravating me or something I was just mad about or, or just disappointed in myself about. And what happened this particular day was August 2003, a thunderstorm came through. Mm. And the part of the driving range I was on was right underneath some power lines. So here I am whacking golf balls in a thunderstorm in the wet grass, took off my shoes so I was barefoot, and had what I called my Lieutenant Dan moment. If you recall the movie Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan during a hurricane was in the crow's nest of their boat, and you know he was yelling at God. I wasn't mad. I, I just swung the club in the air and kind of smiled and said, "Go ahead, lightning! I dare you." 
and nothing happened, except that the other people that ran from the storm actually left their golf balls behind. So for $3, I whacked about 12 bucks worth of golf balls. Nice, nice. Until I couldn't lift my arms anymore. And then the next day, I had just started working with a life coach. And I literally had just met him. The next day, I told him that story. And something you don't expect to hear from a life coach came from the other end of the phone. And that was him laughing at me. And he asked me two questions. He said, first off, are you this open and honest and transparent about your life with everyone? And I said, yes. And the second question was, have you ever been a professional speaker? And that just, it resonated with me so well because I'd wanted to do it for years but didn't have the guts or really the knowledge of where to take the first step. And within six months, I had done both, and and I've loved it ever since. I don't do as much stand-up anymore, but I did it for about six or seven Uh years. But uh, I took the clean material from stand-up and brought it into speaking. That's great. That's really wonderful. And we'll we'll revisit this particular topic a little bit later in the show. I think we've got about three minutes to our first break. There's something in your bio that screams, ask him, ask him, ask him why (laughs) he jumped off a 108-story building. Uh, well, in the tradition of the masters, because it was there. Okay. It's the Stratosphere Hotel out in Las Vegas. Okay. One of the great things I love about America is we build some of the biggest things in the world, and then we charge people to jump off them. And and I just think that's that's America right there. (laughs) Yeah, totally. What I wanted to do is... We went out there last November, and that was really the only thing I said, I have to do this while we're here, because mm-hmm. somewhere in it, there's a lesson. And I learned it. It's all about identifying exactly what your fears are, and then knowing yeah. what they are, finding the people who can help you overcome them, and trusting them. And my fear wasn't heights. It wasn't falling. It's not death. It was when the person said, go, would my hands let go of the railing, because I was on camera. Oh and if gosh. there's an edit, my authenticity and integrity goes out the window if there's an edit in that video. So I just decided when she says go, I'm going, and then I'm deducting this jump off my taxes as an educational expense, which I did. There you go. <laughs> I did a roller coaster at the Stratosphere one time with a friend of mine, and that was scary enough. Although we did that at night. And so while you were spinning around the stratosphere on this roller coaster, you could see the lights as far as you could go. And it was really breathtaking. I was just going to say we have less than two minutes to our break. You also have, oh, one minute to go. Um, You also did a skydive. Have you done that more than once or just once? I've done three. Uh, Two of them were tandem, which meant there was an instructor strapped to me. And the third one was a solo skydive, which was just amazing. That's great. That's really great. Well, we are here with my very special guest today, Steve Gamlin, and he is an author and a speaker and a philanthropist, and we will talk about a lot of these things during the next segment. In fact, one of Steve's passions is performing random acts of kindness, and we will talk about some of those things and some of his favorite stories from that passion of his when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please do not go away. We will come back very shortly after the break. The 
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why every smart guy, smartguy.com. At Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. Service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com. Learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you'd like to call in and talk to me or my guest, which this week is Steve Gamlin, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And Steve, I know one of your greatest passions is performing random acts of kindness and helping people. So let's talk a little bit about what that means and why you do it and, and what you get out of it. Sure. The first couple of years after the divorce and the career and all that, they were pretty dark days. I spent most of my time in a basement recording studio at my dad's and didn't have a lot of human contact. And I started to realize that when I don't have human contact for 24 hours or more, I really get down in a funk. And one day I, I didn't have enough money to pay the bills and I was really frustrated and a client that owed me money wasn't sending it. And I just got mad and I went to the post office, which is about five miles away in our small town. And I got there and I saw a couple of people coming up the sidewalk and instead of just running in, I just held the door for them. And they smiled and looked at me and said, oh my gosh, what a, what a nice young man. And at the time I was, you know, 40 almost. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, it just felt so good 
even though there wasn't a check in the mailbox that day, when I got back home, I was smiling for the first time in a couple of days. And I thought, well, just holding a door open could do that for me. And it was share them among each other. And if you're stuck, yeah, in a that's right. go do something nice for somebody without expectation of being thanked or a reward. That's the part that gets some people. Mm. Absolutely. So let me ask, uh, I know that one time I watched Oprah and her whole show was about this very topic. And I remember the beginning of her show, she was on the, uh, the highway with that had a toll booth and she paid for herself and someone after her. And then the next car came up and the toll booth officer said, well, yours has already been paid for. And the person in the car said, well, then here, pay for the person behind me. And this continued for five cars after. And I thought, what a great chain reaction. So let me just ask you, Steve, for those who don't really know where they can start doing something like this, what kinds of things or what are your some of your favorite examples of, of um, acts of kindness that you might recommend for us? I absolutely love, first off, the toll booth one. That was actually in one of my books. It's called Tolls for Two. And it talks about that. And I refuse to get easy pass for that reason, so that I can pay the tolls for people behind me. Uh, oh, one of the great. recent ones that I heard about, and this absolutely blew my mind because I'd never thought of it before. We were actually at a grocery store committing an act of kindness, buying some bananas for some people that were in front of us in line. And the clerk at the register said, oh, I like acts of kindness too. He goes, I hate it when I have a lot of change in my car or rattling around in my pocket. So every time he gets extra quarters, he puts them on the gumball machines at the grocery store so that kids can get something on their way out the store without bugging their parents. Oh. And I just thought that was the coolest idea. Um, we like to do once in a while if we're in the, the low count uh, items register, you know, 10 items, 12 items. If there's somebody behind you or in front of you, if they just have a couple of items... One thing that we like to do and the approach we like to take is to never say, hey, I want to buy that. For you. Some people will feel pitied for that, especially if they're not particularly well off. What we love to do is ask, could you do me a huge favor? And they always look at us a little funny and I'll say, you know, I'm part of a group called Beach Bum Philanthropy. My family and friends commit to doing an act of kindness every day. And I'll always look at my watch and say, look, it's already four o'clock and I haven't done one yet today. Would you please let me pick those items for you? Wow. Nobody has ever refused that. And I think there's a certain dignity about it. They don't feel pitied. And if they look at me funny, I'll always joke, you don't have a lobster hiding in that basket, do you? Nice. And then, you know, they're disarmed. I'm disarmed. The clerk is smiling. I'm smiling. I feel great. It is, and it's such a gift to yourself when you commit an act of kindness. The emotional carryover is is amazing. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned Beach Bum Philanthropy. That's a group or a company or an organization that you started that is solely designed for this. Is that right? It's right. We are giving organization. Uh, we're not a nonprofit. We're not an official charity, so we never solicit donations. But it's got its own Facebook page. And what started off as, as kind of just as a joke, just to share ideas for committing acts of kindness, now includes things that we do, as well as people that we see in the news or in the community doing good things. They become beach bum all-stars. And so it's become a way to share ideas for people to commit acts of kindness. 
Wow, that's really great. And so you make a commitment to commit one act kindness minimum every single day. Is that right? Pretty much, yeah. And most of them do make it up onto the Beach Bum page, yeah. Okay. And you said that there's a Facebook page for that. So it's yes, Beach Bum uh, Philanthropy? That is correct. Wonderful. So anybody out there that wants to join a new Facebook page, check Steve out at Beach Bum Philanthropy and learn more about random acts of kindness. It's it's so awesome just when you have the opportunity to give. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be time. It can be helping someone do something on this earth. Uh, I A guy stopped. In fact, it was really interesting. The guy was working for a tire company or a tire towing company. And he helped me you know, jack up the back of my car and helped me take the tire off. And I asked him because I was several miles outside of town i said where's the nearest tire shop and he directed me to go a few miles back from where he came but i just found it really uh, cool that he a total stranger stopped and helped me on the side of the road and so that's really cool i think there's more good people out there than bad but sometimes it just seems like the bad people just make so darn much noise that some of the good people are almost afraid to stand up in in and do good acts because they feel they might get ridiculed or mocked or picked on or take adva- taken advantage of that I think so many people wish they could do something, but they just don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If anybody has a story about random act of kindness, you can certainly call in and share that with us. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. Let's talk a little bit about where motivational firewood came from. Sure. When I started as a speaker, I, of course, got lumped in. People say, oh, you're going to be a motivational speaker. You're just like Tony Robbins. Well, I'm six foot two, not six foot eight. And Tony is Tony, and he's one of my heroes. He's one of the people that actually inspired me many, many years ago. But I felt like I started getting lumped in with the some of the speakers out there who are very rah, rah, rah by my stuff. They get people all jumping up and down and all excited. And just when they hit the fever level, boy, that sales pitch comes right out. Meet me in the back of the room. And I've given you two of my ideas. But if you want the other eight, you have to buy them. Right. And, you know, people would roll their eyes when I said I was a motivational speaker. And someone asked me one day what qualified me to become a speaker. And I told them my life, you know, story, the history, the bad things that happened and coming back from it. And bottom line, I can't change your life. Say or do one thing from the stage at a keynote, a corporate event, an association, whatever, that gets you to wake up tomorrow morning and take one different action or believe in yourself more or think differently or wake up earlier to reflect, then we win. If I add a piece of my information, which I call motivational firewood, to the spark in your heart, we create fire together. I can't be that spark for you. All I can do is provide information. It's your passion. You maybe just don't know what to do with it. So between myself working with my audiences and my clients, we we just can create something amazing together. Mm. And that's what I love most about it. I don't speak at my audiences. I communicate with my audiences. And that's what I love about the path I've chosen. Wow, that's great. And you've been doing this for quite a long time. Welcome to year nine of the Overnight Success Tour. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, we do have a caller. Chris, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm glad to be on the show. 
Hey, glad that you're here. You have a question for Steve. Go ahead. I do. Steve, um, I wanted to know if, if you were to sum it up into one specific thing in your life that was the catapult that really turned everything around, I'd really like to know what it is that inspired you to really seek out this mission. Because it sounds like, you know, I just heard you say nine years on the over success tour. What is it that keeps you moving? What was the defining moment for you? I really want to know. Oh, I appreciate that question. That is that is a good one. And every time it starts being asked, a huge smile comes over my face. We'd, we'd all love to have that, well, figuratively, unlike what I spoke about earlier, that lightning strike that just, you know, in the movies, the music comes up, the cloud parts, and you hear, ah, and the, the hero rises. The moment for me actually was lying dormant for a number of years. I mentioned earlier in the show, in my early 20s, I decided to follow my dream of being on the radio. That was actually because one of my best friends, name's Danny, kept asking me why I didn't follow my passion of being on the radio. And he bothered me enough that I think just to shut him up, I finally did it. Went to broadcast school in the summer of 1992 and was, was out of state all summer at school, came back, got my first radio job at a station we'd grown up listening to, drove down to his house, said, hey man, I'm working at this radio station now. We hugged, we high-fived, and two weeks later, he passed away. Oh my he goodness! Was Twenty-three yeah, we are years we are. old, and he passed. We're, he died of cancer at age twenty-three. Oh my goodness! And we are up against, we're up against our break. We'll come right back on the other side. This is Successful Pause Radio. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For, for a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And 
We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Steve Gamlin, author and speaker. And uh, you were talking just before the break, right before we had to take our break. Uh, go ahead and finish what you were saying, if you could. Sure. The, uh, the lesson I learned from that, from my friend who passed away, was there are going to be people in your lives who believe in you and believe in what you can do, even at a time that you don't. And I think that's a very important lesson to remember. If you have somebody that says, you should do this. You've, you've wanted to do it, and you'd be great at it. You've got to listen to those people because they see something beautiful in you that you're not maybe willing to see yet, and you'd be amazed at what can happen. That moment has led to everything I've done in the last now 20-plus years. That is great. So, Steve, you draw your inspiration from a lot of different sources, and I know one of your greatest sources of, of, of passion and inspiration is someone named Super Teddy. Tell us who Super Teddy is. Super Teddy is a Yorkie Pomeranian mix. He is coming up on his fifth birthday, and he was born in the streets of New Orleans to a stray mama dog in the summer of 2009. Somebody was smart enough or, or kind enough to call the animal rescue when a mama dog was giving birth uh, in an alleyway. And by the time they got there, there was only one puppy left living, oh. and that was Teddy. All of the rest of his litter, unfortunately, passed. Oh. And a nice family fostered him. And then one of those great organizations that and my fiance and her mom read about him in an e-newsletter from an animal rescue site. And they drove from northern Vermont, which is where they were living at the time, to southern Maine and adopted this little fuzzball and talk about coming from beginnings of nothing. I mean, literally at death's door, he was the only one that got, that didn't get taken through the door. And he's the most joyful animal I think I've ever met in my life. Such a personality and so alive. Wow. That's wonderful. That's, that's a really great story. And so how is it that you ended up adopting Teddy? Uh, Tina's, my fiance Tina, her mom had just lost her dog slightly before that and had kind of just made the decision that she would like to get another dog. And all of a sudden, this e-newsletter popped up in their email. And they read about him and they drove down and they saw him and said, that's the animal we want. He's, he's loved in a fur coat. He's, that's great. He's the trip and a half. That's great. So you took pictures of your dog, like most people do, at various stages of their growing up. But you did something really interesting with all of those pictures. Tell us about busting out of the crate. Yes. Uh, there was one day I was up in Vermont where they lived at the time, and Teddy was in his crate downstairs, and I was working upstairs. Because when he's out of the crate, there's no getting any work done. He's just running around, running around. And he was barking, and I came downstairs and just looked into the through the door and said, you just want to bust out of that crate and have some fun. It's, it's one of those moments where you hear a little ding, a bell in your head, and you think, bust out of your crate. Boy, that sounds like a good book title. And it just seemed like a good combination, taking the pictures that we had and maybe thinking up some motivational or positive sayings or lessons that Teddy would be saying that kind of matched the pictures. And at first... I was trying to think up quotes. I only came up with three after three weeks, only had three, and I mm. scrapped the project. And then one of the great things about getting things done is tell people you're going to do Someone asked about the book, and I said, well, it's pretty much, it's slammed on the brakes. I've only got three ideas in three weeks, and I wanted, at that time, I wanted ten. And they said, well, why don't you look at Inspire? And it's one of those, you know, I should have had a V8 moments. 
90 right. minutes later, the book was done with 20, not 10, 20 quotes. Hmm. So it's a collection? Three weeks it was printed. That's wonderful. So this is a book called Busting Out of the Crate, and it's pictures of Teddy with motivational sayings, and there's this, uh, a quote or motivational saying with every picture at various stages of his growing up. Yes. Yeah. I've read this. It is, it's beyond cute. It's just really fun. <laughs> so if anybody, if anybody wants to order this book, it is for sale and you do donate at least part of the proceeds to charity. Is that right? We do. Yeah. It's for sale on Teddy's own webpage, super Teddy max, max.com. And you don't even, I mean, to go there to buy it, there's a free sample available as well. If you just want to check it out, do that. I'm not here to sell stuff. I'm just here to share some cuteness with the world. That's wonderful. And what charity does this go to? It's an animal-related charity, right? Yes, we actually change it up every now and then. $2 from every physical copy sold goes to various uh, animal nonprofits, uh, depending really on what part of the country we might be speaking in and uh, generating the revenue at. But we have helped, uh, even with some small checks, about two dozen animal nonprofits in the two years since the book came out. That is really great. What a wonderful idea. So anybody out there who's thinking about writing a book... Have some of the proceeds donated to charity or tie your book to a charity somehow. People resonate with that stuff. So that's a really, really great idea, Steve. Let's talk about vision boards. If anybody's ever watched the movie The Secret, John Astroff talks about vision boards quite a bit and had a really interesting story about visualizing his dream home. And then several years later, after posting a picture of a dream house on his vision board, he realized he was living in the exact house that he had been visualizing visualizing. What a wonderful story that is. Um, but yes. you are a great believer in vision boards too. Yes. I've been so, building them for about eight years and teaching them for seven and just incredible the results that I've had in my life. Think vision board and they think, oh, I need to dream absolutely huge. You know, I want the big fancy car, the big home like John Asaraf wanted. That was right for him. And so many people, I think they get almost afraid of goals that if they don't happen, that they're a major failure. And people come up to me and say, well, I just want simple things in life. I, I don't need all that. Well, well, wonderful. That's great. I'm glad you want a simple life. But what does that simple life look like? You want a, just a dependable car. Hey, I drive a, a 2010 Honda CRV. I love it. So a few years ago, I didn't have a Ferrari on there. I had a little SUV on my board. I found my dream relationship. I've created uh, revenue streams. I've got pictures of me on the beach. And last September, I learned how to surf. And I can't wait to go back. <laughs> wow. Where did you go? Did you go to Hawaii? No, just Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Okay. <laughs> Little baby waves. <laughs> That's great. Well, you have to start somewhere, right? Exactly. That's great. Is there something on your vision board that you have not achieved yet or are on your way to achieving that you're looking forward to? I have got the logo on there from the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, the book series. What I learned a few years ago after I had shared that was that regular everyday people actually write the ch chapters for this. Anybody in the world can submit a story. If you uh -huh. go to their website, Chicken Soup for the soul, I believe it's .com, it might be .org, they give you all the guidelines. They tell you the books they're working on, they tell you how long to write it, and they give you pointers. And I have submitted two chapters uh, in the last couple of years. They haven't been picked up yet, but just having that there, 
and looking yeah. at the board and having it where I can see it every day keeps me going because so many people get overwhelmed. And I tell people, you build the vision board. Wonderful. Make sure you know the why behind every picture, the story behind it. But also, each day, just take one simple action and toward just one picture. And every once in a while, something will strike me and I'll wonder, would that be good for chicken soup for the soul? Mm, they're not working on anything like that right now. Okay, hmm. let's shelf that and work on something else today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, knowing your why, that's a huge topic on this show. You have to know your why. You have to know your reason for wanting to do something. Uh, for example, when I started losing my, my weight, I had several very big reasons why. Number one, I didn't like wearing big clothes anymore. I didn't like the fact that I was about to bust out of those very big clothes into even bigger clothes. But most importantly, I didn't want to run out of breath while bending down to tie my shoes. That was a huge why because now we're talking about my total health. And so that's where this whole journey really started for me. So I, I totally understand. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about how you promote your business. Um, this is something I usually like to ask people who have their own business. Do you promote it on social media? Is it where business usually come from? For those that have their own business that might be struggling with their marketing a bit. Yeah, I use social media quite a bit, actually. I do have uh, my own personal Facebook page. I also have a business page on Facebook. It's uh, Steve Gamlin, author, speaker, motivationalist. And every morning for the last, oh my gosh, it's almost five years, I have put up a positive quote with a little paragraph attached, which I have called motivational firewood, and a picture that follows the theme. And every day for nearly five years, that has been posted in the morning. And what I found is people are starting to, to like them, to comment on them, to share them with other people. And it's just a very steady flow and presence of me being there. I also love to blog. I blog once or twice a week. I love to podcast. And I'm part of several LinkedIn groups with regard to motivation and positivity. Keeping a steady flow of information is critical if you want to advance your business. And having social media as a way to share it has been absolutely huge for my business. Uh, when my second personal development book came out called Oh Yay, Another Quote Book, the first copy sold was to a gentleman in Australia who read my stuff on Facebook every day. Wow. That's really powerful. That's really, really great. Well, boy, I'll tell you what, social media really has taken off. So is, is Facebook your, your favorite method of social media then? It is. It is. And I love to use YouTube as well because it's it's such a great way. We're, we're in such personality-driven businesses. I can write something, but if you can see me on screen, see my facial expression and feel the joy that comes with it and the authenticity, that goes miles. And I'm starting to get speaking events now from people who have seen me on YouTube as well as heard me speak or gotten a referral from someone else. And, and a big great. event That's just great. came up a couple of weeks ago where somebody who knew someone who had seen. And I All right. We are coming up against our final break. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission 
to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. does reboot mean? Ever wonder why your connection to the world through your computer does not work as flawlessly as most of your ability to breathe? ISP Radio Network explains the why and how the Internet works. Learn the inside and secrets that your Internet provider may not be telling you or even want you to know. Gain the confidence to proclaim that you are no longer technically illiterate. You may call him a techno gearhead or network guru, but Stephen Brabiel, your host, is a person driven by a passion to serve people fast internet, as well as empowering internet users with simple skills to maintain their fast internet. This is ISP Radio Network, a place where internet service providers and the self-proclaimed technically challenged users of the internet meet weekly to share ideas of what makes the internet work or how to make the internet work better. Don't miss ISP Radio with your host, Stephen Grabion, when at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back for our final segment. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Steve Gamlin. If you want to call in to the show, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And Steve, you were mentioning that you were getting speaking engagements off of YouTube. Where is your YouTube channel in case anyone wants to see and hear you? Yes, if you just look up my name, Steve Gamlin, G-A-M-L-I-N, you can find all of my videos there. That's wonderful. You have another book that you wrote without the help of your dog <laughs> called 20 to Life. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. That was my first personal development book. It came out about six years ago. And I just wanted to come up with 20 ideas for people to put a little more positivity in their days. And it was originally actually supposed to be called 36 to Life. And one of the biggest failures of my career, which turned into a punchline and a footnote, I, I had the cover designed. I paid $250 to have the cover designed and literally got writer's block and ran out of ideas at 20. Mm. And my graphic designer came to me and says, hey, 36 to life, it looks great. And I thought, well, now it's called 20 to life. And he looked at me and he laughed. He says, well, like a prison cell. smiled and went 20 to life in a good, there it is. We scribbled on a napkin the look of a prison with the bars busted out and a cl blue clouded sky of freedom. 
And within a day and a half, he nailed it absolutely on the first try. And it, it became very successful here up in uh, New England. And, and it actually, it's still, it's still out there selling, which is wonderful. That's really great. I, I love it. And where can people find this? If they go to my website, which is inspiredbysteve.com, they can find it there on the educational materials page. And what I love about that and really all of my books, with the exception of Super Teddy, they're success journals. It's not just me spouting out information. It's giving you a chance to marinate it in a bit. And there are some success pages where if you took action, you write down the results. And at the end of the year, when you're looking back in that critical week between Christmas and New Year's when, hey, how was my year? You look back over what you wrote and realize that you had a pretty darn good year if you took some action and created some moments and took the time and loved yourself enough to record them. Wow, that's really great. So journaling is a very important part of your journey then. 26 years so far. That's really wonderful. That's great. I'll tell you what, There's if you journal for that long, you will probably find enough ideas to write about because sometimes people think, I have no idea what I can say. Well, just review your journal. If you've been chronicling your life, I'm sure you can get a lot of really great ideas out of there. Not necessarily that it will become an autobiography, but themes, recurring themes that come up, problems that you've solved, things that you've accomplished. How did you do it? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? And I'm sure that everyone out there who's gone through something, uh, there's someone else who's going through that exact same thing that you can help. Exactly. So, One of the things that my mentors said, people. a lot of men, my mentors have said, if you have information or strategy or something that can help other people and you don't share it, you're being selfish. Mm. And that's what got me to, to really start writing seriously uh, a few years ago between the blogs and new, new books. Yeah. Do it. There's no yeah. part of my life that is perfect in any way. I, I tell people, you know, that which doesn't kill me gives me a heck of a story to tell on stage. So I'm not afraid of failing in a big way. I mean, the first thousand copies of 20 to life in a good way were printed with eight chapters missing. No, because I didn't check the proof from the printing company. I had taken my estimated taxes in cash and spent it to have these books printed and was going to put it back when I sold them. Then I had a thousand copies I couldn't sell and I couldn't pay my taxes. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So what did you end up doing with them? I wound up just really going into a couple of weeks of depression and hiding away. And then some of my business uh, networking colleagues heard about it and started laughing. And one of them, the greatest gift was one of them saying, you are brilliant. He said, you now have 1,000 limited edition samplers that you can hand out. And he said, I bet people will start laughing a little, but then asking, where can I buy the real book? And we, I begged, borrowed, and stole enough money to have them printed again. And within four months, I had sold enough copies to pay for both printings and pay my taxes. That's awesome. That is, <laughs> that is really, really great. I did not know this story. That's fantastic. So I want to ask you next about overcoming adversity in your life, because obviously that was a very adverse situation. What was your thought process like? What, what really drove you in that instance and in other instances where you faced uh, a, a brick wall, so to speak? Yeah, brick walls are usually there for a good reason. And what happens sometimes is, is some people don't even need a brick wall. They hit a speed bump and they stop. 
The thing you need to remember is you have to go back to why you were truly excited about a dream or a goal or a hope in the first place. And even if you hit some obstacles, are you still as passionate about achieving it? Throw away the, the how at that point. Do you really still want it? Because if you do, you have to go over that speed bump and you have to bust through that wall and you have to make it happen because you're going to be a much better, stronger person on the other side of it all. It's, you know, you like to go to the gym and work out. So do I, when you're lifting weights, you're actually tearing muscles down a bit. And when they grow back, they grow together stronger. Yeah. That's what builds them. You have to have that adverse force working on them so they get stronger. So I, I invite screwing up. I invite catastrophe into my life. If I'd gone off that building 108 stories and lived, crashed but lived, uh -huh. I would actually probably laugh because now I can go on stage with a better story than most speakers have. Yeah. And you have to have a good story. I mean, it certainly helps. And it has to be real and it has to be authentic. We yes. we have both seen people out there who rattle off stories that we know they read in Reader's Digest. Yeah. And they're the told and retold and overtold. Well, you know what? From my heart and soul, I lived every story. And something I learned from, from James Malinchak's programs was yeah. you don't tell a story, but you relive it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell you, no one can relive my hospital story better than me. <laughs> no. <laughs> And no one can relive you jumping off of a 108-story building better than you. True. And I've got video to prove it. That's awesome. So, Steve, what are your big goals going forward? Biggest one this year, I'm actually working on with one of my strategic partners. He's out in California. We are building a webinar to teach the vision boards the way that I teach them. I can only be live at so many events and corporations to do it across the country. So we're working on a webinar to really help both company teams and individuals learn how to harness the power of the vision boards in a very real, authentic human being start and finish. And sometimes right. with the big unwieldy programs, that can happen. I want it to be fast paced. I want it to be a lot of fun and I want it to be actionable and achievable for regular everyday people like me who suffer from short attention span theater. Absolutely. So where can we find your book, your blog, and everything else about you? You can pretty much find everything at my website, which is inspiredbysteve.com. And it's also stevegamlin.com, G-A-M-L-I-N. Okay, that's great. So here's my last question as we are approaching under three minutes left in the show. Who motivates and inspires you, Steve? My favorite person out there, the person who has actually inspired the way I speak is Jack Canfield. Yeah. Um, part of the co-creators of Chicken Soup for the Soul and also author of The Success Principles, one of, I think, the greatest programs out there. Completely Even when agree. I'm driving down the road listening to him, I feel like he's in my car having this great conversation just with me. And I've always wanted to be that way with my I think it's just the greatest, most authentic way to be. I completely agree. I have that book, and I also have a six-CD audio program, and I'll tell you what, he's authentic. He speaks from the heart, and I've seen him speak before, and I'll tell you what, he, he 
he cares. He really cares about people, and I just I just love listening to him. He's fantastic. I really recommend that book, The Success Principles, if anyone has not read it. In fact, when that book came out in 2005, that is the only book I read all year long, and I reread it over and over and over again. It is amazing. In fact, there's an exercise in that book where you write down the 101 things you want to do before your life is over with. It wasn't called a bucket list because that phrase came into vogue after the book came out, but that's really what it was. So that's really great. And so one more time, Steve, how can we get a hold of you? You can visit my website at stevegamlin.com or inspiredbysteve.com. Okay. And any final words of wisdom? Figure out what you want. Get it in as vivid detail as you possibly can. Put the pictures up where you can see them every single day. And just remember, that is the X on the treasure map. All you have to do is take one step closer each day. You will get there. That's really great. And Steve, thank you for being on the show today. I really, really appreciate having you on. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you so much. All right. And that has been Steve Gamlin. And we talked about a lot of really wonderful things today. We talked about how he started his speaking business. We talked about um, committing random acts of kindness, doing at least one a day. You can find his Facebook page at Beach Bum Philanthropy. You can find his website, stevegamlin.com or inspiredbysteve.com to find his books, his blog, his uh, CDs, his DVDs. And you can also find me on Facebook, Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me everywhere you can because that's where I'm at. I really appreciate you spending some time with us here today at Success Profiles Radio. We are here every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for an hour of motivation and fun and inspiration. And hopefully we all can learn something along the way. Thank you so much for joining us today. And until next week, you have yourselves a rocking week. Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright here on the Rockstar Radio Network.